Culture Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Maisha, and this is a place where creatives and innovators of all kinds are celebrated. These are the people who are paving the way for us on social media and all types of film, video, production, et cetera, et cetera, and they are changing the game in the creator economy. So what is the creator economy? The creator economy is the economy. It is a place where creatives of all kinds are able to make a living. Those viral videos are paying the bills and they're able to feed their families significantly. So why are you not getting paid? Think about that. But on this show, we like to celebrate amazing people. And one of the people we want to celebrate is our culture change maker is DJ Master Flash. He is one of the original DJs who was a pioneer in the hip-hop genre, turntables. He is one of the people that we look up to as one of the first people to touch the turntables and change the game. And just like the DJ, we got DJ EJ, the DJ. I said that wrong. <laughs> I said that wrong. But EJ, the DJ, a.k.a. Elijah. Yes. I love his name. Um, thank you so much for being on the show with me. It is so, it's like a, a, a moment where we have talked about being on the show together yeah. for so long. And this is like our first time really sitting down after we have been moving for the last couple of years. So it's so, I'm so happy that you're actually here. Uh, And there's one question I want to ask you. When did you know that black creativity was the culture? Um, honestly, I didn't know that black creativity was a culture Mm. because I never looked at it from that standpoint. I Mm -hmm. always looked at it as just the culture. But now the way things are going, the way our dynamics are, it's crazy. Yeah. I never looked at it like that, though, like I said, until I got into it. So Yeah, because you definitely are the culture. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You fr- where you from? Let's talk about where you from <sighs> first. Here we go. No. Yes. I'm from Watts. I'm from Watts, Come California. Come on now. So uh, growing up in the inner city, mm-hmm. you don't see a lot, especially yeah. from this side of it, you know, Absolutely. outside looking in. So, you know, being from Watts, I, I love where I'm from. Um, I don't. Uh, regret any of the things I had to go through to get where I'm yeah. at. Uh, none of the stuff that I've been through just growing up in general, you know, single parent household, six siblings. Oof. I'm the okay. middle child of all the boys. So it's like, wow. it gets crazy, but I don't, I don't regret anything that came from me being from Watts. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing to see your growth too. Yeah. yeah it's been you- a long, it's been a long journey, but it's, 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 it's blessed. It's, it's a blessing. Yeah. So you do a, you are a man of many hats. Not only do you DJ, you're an actor, you're also you work on stage production. Yeah. He's also a driver. What this man don't do? He low key a Jamaican, y'all. I am definitely a Jamaican. <laughs> but um like you say, I do Uber. Yeah. When I'm not working, when I'm not on tour, I'm not on road, I do Uber. I come home mm-hmm. during tour to do Uber. Crazy. Um I do stage production. Uh, show production. I've done music videos, TV shows. Wow. Um, I live at everything. Security. I literally just got a security job yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it don't stop. I'm a foster parent. So yes. it don't stop, but you gotta, like you say, it's sad to say it like this in California, you gotta have more than one source of income to yeah. live. But the incomes I have, I'm passionate about. Like I'm a, I'm a driver by trade. I'm a yeah. bus driver. I drive Uber because it's easier to just hop in my own car than to have to go to a Absolutely. bus company. So by trade, I can drive tour buses, mm. school buses and tour buses. But um, they say, you know, um, when you're passionate about something, it don't, it's not work. So yeah. everything I do, I love doing. So Absolutely. I don't mind doing it. I love that. And let's talk a little bit about your beginnings, because. <laughs> we humble. had conversations before humble beginnings. and you had humble beginnings and also just DJing in general starting in your mom's garage. Yes. Like, let's talk about the beginning. <laughs> How did this start? All right. So growing up, shout out to my oldest brother, Sonny. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have these parties in the 90s. Oh, come on. Early 90s. Early 90s Not the 90s. freak, Nick, y'all. Not the freak. But- <laughs> Sonny. No. <laughs> right. But um, they had these parties. And um, this is when they were in high school, my, my two older brothers, and mm-hmm. they would have all their homies come, their homegirls come, and they would have these parties yeah. in my mom's living room mm-hmm. in her backyard. It was just wherever they could fit. And um, I used to watch the DJ. So I think I was in, don't, 
quote me. I think sixth grade mm. when I had my like first party where people paid to come. Sixth grade. Sixth grade people came to my party like paid. Okay, but middle school. Elementary, fifth grade when I had my first party ever. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna have a party, mom. Yeah. And she looked at me like a party. <laughs> so we started the party when she was gone. So we got a lights on. <laughs> so when she walk in the house, it's a living room full of little kids. Oh my god! With the party lights going, and I had made a mix from the box. It was a TV show. I remember. So I used to record videos on VHS. Mm-hmm. I would take the VHS oh recording and I would record it to a tape, cassette tape. Yes. Then in between each video, I would scratch on the record player on top of the VHS. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was just innovative. a lot. I innovated some shit that I didn't even didn't even know was happening. Um, then we fast forward, having these parties. I, when I got to high school, I started having parties with my brother wow. that was a year younger than me. And um, they took off. We would do these parties. They would pay for our rent. You know, I had my own apartment with my brother when I was 16. What? So um, my oldest brother would pay half, and then me and my younger brother would pay the other half. Oh, my God. And we would get the money by having parties. So we used to have these, like, it. before Project X, I'm sorry, it was EJ and Robert. Okay. It was Period. EJ and Robert. I'm talking, it was bad. It oh, was bad. my God. <laughs> People know about Manchester and Budlong. Ooh. Oh, 110th of Vermont. Okay. <sighs> Y'all was turning up. What? Oh, my God. <sighs> I hope, I'm glad none of those videos coming See, out, the, boy. You know what? I don't even want to know. Those are the stories, though, that people need to hear. <sighs> Man. Because everybody starts somewhere, right? Yeah. So the fact that you started just having, like, low-key parties. It was and none, it wasn't low-key. Nothing low-key <laughs> about these up, parties. And it turned up, but it, it nurtured a gift that was already it, in you. It did. Because I, I wasn't initially planning on, like, oh, I'm going to be a DJ when I grow up. Yeah. I thought I was going to be in the NFL. See? Yeah. And... It didn't work out like that. My younger brother went to the NFL, which was great. Thank thank God he made it. But he went even better. Mm. I was better than him in football. And he See. So that's how it went. And I don't think I was supposed to have no money like that. I ain't going to mm-hmm. lie. My father got a million dollars up front. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be sitting in the chair right now. Oh, my God. I'm going to turn up. What? I'm telling you. Don't give me no. I, I don't know how to act when I get my Uber deposit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a few hundred. Listen, <laughs> but we no, gonna turn um, up regardless. We gonna turn up, but like I said, it just you don't know what's gonna yeah. happen. Um, yeah. You don't know what path is gonna. You know, you, it depends on the path you take. Yeah. I chose to take a certain path, and it worked out for me. A beautiful path yeah. too. I appreciate that. And you've been doing a little bit of everything. This man is everything. touring. You done been overseas. Yes. I seen him in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> New Zealand. You a have been bit. touring. Pretty much just over this last year, almost a year, yeah. um, back and forth, and then with Eric Bellinger as well. So how did those relationships happen, and how did you basically transform your talent into an, a career where you can make significant income? Um, well, basically, it comes from me being confident in what I can do. Mm. Um, certain opportunities came from other jobs that I do, like driving. Yeah. Um, Initially, Sticks, Watch Sticks, brought me in. He said, EJ, I want you to be my DJ. Um, This is about seven years ago. He said, Mm -hmm. yo, EJ, I want you to be my DJ. And I've had people say that before, and it's like, okay, cool, I got you. And nothing ever happens. And um, he asked me that on Thursday. No, no, Tuesday. Yo, I want you to be my DJ. I said, cool, I believe Mm -hmm. you. All right. Wednesday night, he said, yo, I got to talk to you. I'm going to call you early in the morning, which would be Thursday morning. Now, I work at Disneyland at the time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, you got to call me before I get on a float because mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm on a float, there. I can't answer the phone. He called me, and I'm sitting, literally sitting inside of a float, and he's, like, texting me, like, yo, we got the Golden State Music Festival in Oakland. First show, he asked me to be a DJ on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. By Thursday, we booked for a festival in Oakland. Fat Joe, Game, August Alcina. Wow. Um, a few other people, T.I., and I'm like, damn. Like this Now, this is my first big show as a yeah. DJ, and I'm DJing for the homie, and he believed in me, mm-hmm. which when he believed in me, that sparked something in me. So that opened up doors, for example, that led me to Exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Exhibit, the whole open bar entertainment team. Yes. Um, I was dealing with sticks. Mm-hmm. He's seen a post from Tato, which works with Exhibit. Mm-hmm. Before he worked with Exhibit, this is just Tato by himself. 
Tato's put up a post says, hey, DJs, hit me up. I got this dope idea, this concept. I want to, you know, pitch it to wow. some DJs. Um, mind you, I'm in Riverside. I'm in the IE. I hit him up like, yo, this is EJ. Sticks gave me your information, said you need a DJ. I'm at work, but if you want to link up, we can get together. He he, he replied to me, said, yeah, let's just do it. I said, I don't get off until midnight. But I'm in Anaheim, I'll come. He says, pull up. Wow. I got off at midnight, drove to Gardena, sat down inside the studio. I'm going to put the picture up because I still got the initial picture we got sitting inside the studio. He shot his idea to me. I told him, I don't care what it is. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. I believed in it. And um, ever since then with Tato, it was just like, bro, it's DJs that's around the corner from me that didn't pull up and you just drove 45 minutes after you got off work. Come on to now, come. commitment. So that yeah. opened up doors for me, whereas I did that for Tato, and then a month before that, I dj for Exhibit on some, like, totally different. Like, they, this is before they even knew they were going to be working together. I dj mm-hmm. for Exhibit for New Year's in Las Vegas, booked up. Shout out to Adrian Scott, Adrian Scott Presents, uh, Mr. AD. He booked me in Vegas for a New Year's Eve party, mm-hmm. which was hosted by Exhibit. I DJed that party. Fast forward to February, I'm working with Tato. Oh my God. Exhibit sets up a meeting with Tato. Wow. And they meet. Divine. Divine, by all means. They meet, whatever they negotiate and they come together, they're working together now. Mm-hmm. I do a couple of events for Tato. Like, Tato, like, yo, I got this event. Cool, I got you. I pull up. Do it. Boom. Another event. Yo, I got this one. Boom. Before you know it's like, yo, you got a passport? I'm like, yeah. Now, I mind you, none of, these, none of these events had anything to do with Exhibit. This is all just Tato asking me like, oh yo, bro, God. on some like, I got you. Yeah. Come to find out, yo, we got a gig in Russia. Yeah, X need a DJ. His DJ can't go. Can you go? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Period. I will be there. That set up the relationship I had with Exhibit now. Mm-hmm. Um me going out there doing what I know how to do and showing that I can do it well. Yeah. That was September 2019. Wow. Right? That was 2019 because it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. So did that event. Went great. Russia. Never been out of the country before. Did it. Boom. You know, we knocked it out the park. Came back home. Um, that created the relationship with Exhibit. So it's like, yo, we got a one-off here. Can yeah. you pull up? So it's certain dates I would come and then um that was that but it was Tato believing in me like yo mm-hmm. you trusted me and you came down and believed in something that nobody even really took a listen to and you believed in it wow he believed in me so now we got these gigs now it's four years later they've been to, you know Sheesh. to Dubai they've been to Saudi Arabia all because I took a chance mm-hmm. at what I do and they believed in me like I believed in them and yeah. right now to this day they still believe in me, and we still rocking. Um, to lead wow. up to Eric Bellinger, I toured. I toured with Eric Bellinger, but that only happened because I was driving. Mm. So they needed a driver one night, and it's like, yo, now Eric is like skeptical. Wait a minute. So that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of my opportunities don't come just from DJing. Yeah. Also, now y'all saying he's Jamaican, but that's because I'm a, a man of many talents. I you can are. drive. So. Me being a professional driver, Eric, I don't know if he had an accident or something, but something happened where Eric is like, yeah, yo. <laughs> he's not like just everybody just driving him around. Yeah, which is understood. And I drove him around one time. I guess he was comfortable enough to have me come back. And um, last year he had the um, Vibes on Vibes tour. Mm-hmm. I drove that entire tour. I drove his Sprinter van for the whole tour, Whoa. whole 32-city tour. So oh he God. believed in me. And um, gave me the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And then certain shows, he would let me, hey, man, we need a DJ for this show. Open up. Cool. And I would, you know, DJ on top of driving because I knew what oh I was there God. for. And I was there to help him out with production. So I was doing stage stuff. Yep. I was driving the stage props. So if I didn't make it to the show, it was nothing. So you mean to tell me? <laughs> yeah, I was driving the actual stage props. Psst, you. Come here. Come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? 
We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. So you driving the stage props, you helping with the stage production, and, I'm and you're driving. And I'm DJing. So let's talk about this level of commitment because I, I want to <laughs> go back to that too because it's a lot of things that you mentioned here, but then also going back to when you mentioned the first time before you went on tour, mm -hmm. you said you drove 45 minutes to, to meet this man after midnight. I didn't even know we even talk on the phone. It was a text message. We were connected. Never on, met each other Never before. met each other. He had an idea that I had already been thinking about doing, but I don't have the means. Yeah. And he did. So I'm like, I can help him make this happen because I believe in it already. Yeah. And uh, I'm still not going to say it because I think we can do it, Tato. I still think we can do it. So I ain't going to say what it is. But um, it was just that thought because I already been talking to my yeah. team about it and the people I work with. And it was just like, nah, it wouldn't work. But then it was like, eh, you never know. And yeah. then Tato hit me with it and it's like, he already had the facilities. He already had everything. He was just putting yeah, the right people in place. So in place. when I got off of work, I'm like, hey, it's going to take me 45 minutes to get there. I'm coming from Anaheim. He was like, pull up. We're here. And I got there. It was yeah. a room full of creatives. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It was like him. It was um, PRs. It was camera people. And I'm just like, and they were waiting for me. They waited for me to get there. And then when I got there, we started the meeting about what it was about. Jeez. So. It was crazy. So that type of work ethic that you display there, a lot of people don't have it. They don't. They don't have it. They don't have it. It's not even about the work ethic. It's just that my thing is, and we always say this about how mm -hmm. you go to work and work for somebody else for eight hours, but Absolutely. you won't work for yourself. Mm -hmm. Think about it. So I tell people, like, that's just the, I understand. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I know we all got to work and we got to make money. But at the same time, I like to have fun. Mm -hmm. Fun for me is sitting down with a room full of creatives mm -hmm. and like-minded people and conversing, bouncing ideas, and seeing what we can make happen. Yeah, That was an opportunity for me to meet a lot of people that I created friendships and relationships with till, to, till this day that if I would have said, you know what, I ain't going to do it. Think about that. If I would have said that drop, I'm just thinking about like and – Full 360 motion going backwards. Yeah. If I'd have told Tato no that night, I never would have been driving for exhibit. I yeah. or on tour DJing with and for exhibit, or would have met Eric Bellinger because that set up certain things to be in certain situations. Yeah. And I tell people that I say, think about that. I didn't been a, around the world because I took a 45 minute drive. Yeah. I think sometimes people forget to serve before they can be in the seat of being the driver. Yeah. And that, you know, metaphorically as your career and your life, we sometimes we forget that journey, that journey in between before we get to the level we want to be at. Yeah. We forget sometimes you got to be humble. You got to sit back, be humble, and you got to take the opportunity that comes to you if it's the right opportunity and seize the moment. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of times myself where I was like, you know, what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just do this for free. We talked about that a little yeah. bit about sacrificing your time, maybe your resources to be a part of something because there's a bigger picture for it. Yeah. Because sometimes we people don't see that. You just see, oh, I'm not getting paid for this. But that can connect you to the right people, like you're it saying. All, it always does. So when it comes to doing something, just doing it off the hip, just doing it for free, and just being there, seizing the moment. Like, where did you get that mindset from? Because everybody don't have it. Let's it's, be clear. It's like. I can't say that I developed it because it was something it's that was it's always it was there. My mom was single. My dad died when I was four, mm -hmm. so it's always been in me. But my mom always takes people in. She's always giving. She's yeah. always helping. Um, my mom seeing me do some doing some of these things. It's like a it's a refresher because yeah. none of her kids are, you know, knock on wood. Thank God, none of her kids are dead or in jail. Mm -hmm. None of us are, you know, out doing things we don't need to be doing. We all have yeah. different career paths. Everyone has different things they're doing. Yeah. But I always see my mom. She 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 would go without for us. Yeah. So my thing is, as long as I don't have to go without, as long as I'm not hurting my family, mm -hmm. I can help you. It doesn't hurt me to help you. Yeah. 
So that's why I'm at with just helping. Like I tell people all the time, bro, if I got it, it's yours. Because yeah. I don't need nothing back because I know as hard as I work, I don't get stuff back because I'm giving. I'm getting it because I'm working hard. That's why you blessed. People don't get that. Like, yeah. you can give all you want, but if you're not working it, like, I can't steal somebody else's money and then give it to you and expect something good to happen exactly. to you. Exactly. So, by me working hard and I'm giving all of my time and the effort, that's why I'm getting it back. Not because I'm giving it. Because I can work hard and don't give anything and just don't see no results. It's oh, like, yeah, damn, definitely. Why hasn't anything happened? I'm doing everything right. No, you're not. Because you're not giving for the right reason. Some Come people on, will let's give. Talk about that. Some people will give you something purposely and be like, I'm going to get this to him because I know if I give it to him, I'm going to get it back. Yep. No. Give it to him because you genuinely want to help. Exactly. And every time Tato called me, genuinely, if I couldn't do it, I'd be like, yo, Tato, I can't do it because mm-hmm. I got to do this. And he'd be like, all right, don't trip. But then when I could do it, I'm there early. I'm helping them. I'm yeah. setting it up. I'm doing everything. I'm Like, I got homegirls and homies that would do events. I would come in like, what you need? Oh, I need somebody at the door. I'm at the door collecting tickets. Yep. People be like, yo, what you you DJing? I'm yep. like, no, nah, I'm I'm collecting t- <laughs> right. You're collecting tickets. Yeah, bro. Like I'm the homegirl need help. So I'm helping. I'm helping. The homie got the homie um M2M mobile detailing. Like he I hit him up one time, like, yo, what's up? What you doing? He like, working. Oh, what you doing tomorrow? Shit, I'm washing cars. I literally just came off tour with Snoop Dogg. I'm like, where you gonna be at? He was like, I'm gonna be everywhere. So what time you go out? He said, like six. I said, I'll be there at five thirty. Wow. Get to us out. He said, yo, wear some on. shoes you don't like. I'm out washing cars in the yeah. city with the homie. And people see me like, wasn't you just with Snoop Dogg? But yeah, the homie needed help. And I wanted to chill with the homie. This is his business. It was like, that's the homie business. So I always tell people, if the homie was a, a bottle guy or a, a promoter in the club, yeah. you would want to go hang out in the club, bottle service, and chill with the homie. That's yep. his job. So the homie washed cars. So I'm not above, hey, Pulling up yeah. on the homie and helping the homie. And we shooting the shits all day. And then he still paid me. I don't even expect him to get paid. I'm just like, shit, I ain't got to do nothing. I ain't got nothing to do. I, want, I ain't seen the homie in a few months. Pull up on homie. He paid me as I, as yeah. if I was. And I ain't do, I ain't washed that much of a car to get paid. But look, but you <laughs> I was there. Something. I was there. He paid me. And I'm like. And then we went out and we had food, had some drinks, and we chilled. But it was just the point that some people don't look at that. Like, yeah. I take that to heart because. That's his business. Like, it's been time to order the homie chamois. People like, that ain't your chamois. But I'm like, that 50 chamois can help him get another yeah. three or four cars in now. People Beautiful. understand. I'm looking at the fact of that. Like, and you support everybody. Everybody. Like, That's literally sad. from the day I met him, he was reposting my stuff on his stories. He's telling people about it. People come to me, hey, EJ told me about you. Like, and you always have that that beautiful spirit about you. That's one of the things I really love about you. Appreciate that. And, you know, I want to make sure that you get that back, too. Like, you do do so much. And everything that you've been touching has been successful. Everything. Everything. Every single thing. From the foster care, the kids Mm -hmm. come to us, they go home full, and we make sure they, they, they get what they need. But just everything I do, and people wonder, like, how do you, how do you have the energy for this? I said, I don't. I don't have energy. Mm. I don't have days where I can sleep in. Like, people, like, now I'm saying this now because I'm off tour, and there's nothing against the tour people that I was with. But when I came home on days off, when they had four or five days off, I was flying home doing Uber to make money. Wow. It's not about me being broke. It was just like, why sit here and spend money when, when I know I eventually I can go make some? And that also shows, like, just missing birthdays. I missed birthdays last year. I missed this. So yeah. I show people, like, nobody's above the yeah. grind. Like, it is what it is. I got to do what I got to do. So mm-hmm. it was like being on tour. They're like, yo, you on tour? I'm like, I'm going home, bro. I know y'all going to party and celebrate and you know, everything, but I got to go make some money. Yeah. So I would fly home, do Uber. Yeah. When they get to the city, boom, be back to the tour. Mm-hmm. And they thought I was going home. Like, I haven't had a day off yet. Right. Like, they thought, like, on their days off, they're chilling. I was at home working, so I'm driving. It's not like I'm working from home and I can just sit down and it's just, I'm working. And that's why I tell yeah. people, like, so when I was on the bus every day when they driving, they're like, you sleep? I'm like, I'm, I just the time I sleep when he's driving. Mm. So when we get to the next city, we keep you it going. So, go. like I say, it was it was exerting. I was overexerting, but I was, you know, make sure I get my mental. I was meditating yeah. and get my rest, but people don't understand, like, I was on tour. Yeah. Like, I'm on tour. I flew home from... New Jersey to Seattle to DJ for Exhibit. Oh, my God. And after I DJ for Exhibit, I came home for two days because they had two days off. So instead of me flying back to Boston, I flew to L.A., Jeez. worked for two days, Uber and Lyft, 
whatever I could do to make some little quick money, boom, boom, boom. Freshen up things at home as much as I could in that amount of time. And then I fly to the next city. And I tell people, like, bro, it's a grind, it's, but you got to want to do it. Like, yeah. how often do we sit back and say, you know what? I can't wait till I'm in this position to do mm-hmm. this. We don't never say the money. Yeah. We just say the position to be able to do this. I'm in a position to be able to take two flights and go home, do some work, and then fly back out. Yeah. Some people can't take a flight to go one place. Come on now. Let's I'm able to take it. a flight to go home to do certain things and then fly out. So it's like I had to look at that like some people can't do that. Mm-hmm. I was I was able to go to Dubai and Saudi Arabia simultaneously within, say, three and a half weeks of each other for Jeez. free. For free. I didn't pay for anything. No bags, no nothing. How wow. blessed am I? So I can't complain. Yeah. So me having to bust my, my butt a little bit extra, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Because those two yeah. trips alone would have took some half of their lifetime just to do what I was doing on those trips. Yeah. So Definitely. I can't complain. So that's why when I'm down and I know, like, instead of me just saying, you know, I ain't going to have no money until I get paid again, I have some money if I was go do a little Oh, you're going to make some money. That's not an issue. So for anyone who is trying to get into DJing, like, to make it an actual career, like, what are some things that you can give them, some advice you can give them to how they can go about doing that? Because there's a lot of DJs out here. <sighs> And you gotta be a, not look, gonna say nothing. I'm hey, gonna look, that alone. and you gotta, and plus you have to be, you know, study your craft too. Yeah, it's not just you know. I'm just. I think I know how to do it, and it sounds good. So I'm a DJ. That's the no, thing. but there's a whole journey up in there how to actually become really good at your craft. It's a lot because I tell people I've been doing it for mm-hmm. 20 plus years, and they look at me like 20. Think about that, bro. I've yeah. been out of high school for 20 years, and I was doing it 10 years before I was in high school. Oh yeah. So I tell people, that and, they, and they don't understand, but I would say to any up-and-coming DJ is um, be prepared to give. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part for a lot of DJs because they'll be like, like right now I take certain gigs, not because I have to, because I want to. Because mm-hmm. somebody be like, oh, man, I'm doing this, and I, and I tell them the price, and they be like, but I say, think about this. You have an up-and-coming DJ that hasn't done any of the things I'm doing that's going to charge you more than that. Yeah. So I've I'm seen giving some crazy you, I'm give, and I'm telling them like I'm giving you this price because that's me being comfortable. So even if I don't make nothing, I'm not losing anything. Yeah. And I tell people that I rather if I'm not losing, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. If I can break even, I won. Here so I tell people like I don't always do it. I don't always break even, but I tell people all the time like as a DJ, and a lot of DJs come into this game because they have the the resources. Yeah. They have the money. They have a parent that's giving them money. They can Man. just go spend. I'm like, bro, I didn't have that. Yeah. Like, shout out to DJ Venom. Oh, my God. The big homie from Watts. He mm-hmm. used to let me break his, like, I used to, I never knew you could bust a needle. <laughs> scratch <laughs> it to her, you that. bust a needle. You scratch it and oh it's my just, God. You, after a while, don't work because it, it's not sharp. It's a needle. Whoa. Busting needles. He was letting me. I didn't understand it now, man. This man let me, like, on his Jeez. records. I didn't buy, I didn't have money to buy records. Mm-hmm. I didn't have money to buy needles or, ter- or techniques. $1,000, just one, one turntable. Oh, my God. He had two of them, multiple Ooh. mixers and multiple records. I didn't have that. He yeah. let me do that, DJ Venom. Like, I've never, like, people always laughing about it, but I'm like, bro, if it wasn't from him letting me just scratch for fun, and yeah. doing stuff on his stuff that he was really out touring and making money with in the 90s with. And all the different DJs I was I was around, I wouldn't be who I am today. So just any up-and-coming DJ that's, that's really want to be serious about this, learn your craft. Like, yeah. learn the music. Like, I've DJed for anybody. I can DJ any type of event, not because I'm the best DJ. I'm not the best turntablist. But when it mm. comes to what a DJ is supposed to do, I know how to do that. Yeah. Really well. I can I can rock any crowd. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Rock and roll. And you do be pop. having a box. I so. can I can do that. Yeah. But I also know my I have music from the nineties, like songs that I got from the nineties that people would never even think about playing. I'm like, yep. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you I see where you at. Uh-huh. Watch this. Yeah. And I do it. So I tell any up and coming DJ and I and I'm always giving like I'll tell DJs if I meet them and if it's a DJ on the East Coast, yo, you need anything from the West Coast, let me know. I'll send yeah. you whatever songs you need. Like, because we're gonna we have the same music. Mm-hmm. What am I looking like hindering you from yep. something that you may be able to get a gig on the West Coast, but you don't know the music, the culture out here. Right. So here goes a few songs that you can build off of yeah. and run with. And this will give you an idea of what we like out That's here. That's crazy. And I do that and people are like, man, I tell people like, you know, I'm, I don't need anything for that, bro. Yeah. I, got, I didn't them songs didn't, I didn't even pay for those songs. So okay. why would I charge you? 
for some shit. I got there free. There he go back to giving back, y'all. So I always do that. So DJs oh, always so nice. come on. So I always connect with DJs. I always make it a point. Up and coming DJs. Yeah. Like the homie, it's crazy. Tato's son is DJ Tay. Wow. I DJed his birthday party, and now he's DJing and bro. I'm talking about like, gave him the music, and a few days later, Tato called me like, yo, listen to this. And he's mm. mixing the song like, how long you been doing it? He said, two days. I said, damn. Two days? And he's already blending. But wow. he had the confidence. He wanted to yeah, do it. Yeah, he wanted to learn. And he been doing little events. I've been seeing him when I was on the road. I'm like, yo, Tay is really doing it. So shout out to your Tay, man. Crap, Tay dug out like, it's crazy. This is a little guy. He's a baseball player. Like, phenomenal baseball. Like, what? for sure. Oh, my God. Going to go as a baseball player. Like, that guy is, is great. But. He likes the DJ, and that's how I was in football. Like I love football. Like yeah. I really thought I was going to go to the NFL. Like, it was just hands down, me yeah. and homies, we're going. And it didn't go like that. Mm -hmm. So for him to even be looking into DJing and being around different stuff, it's like, yo, that's super dope. So yeah. any up-and-coming DJ, just be ready to give. Like You would mm -hmm. get so much more back. I'm talking about even like actual gigs. It's yeah. nothing like DJing a gig that you may not have been able to get because mm -hmm. you put a price tag on it. Mm. So that's why I say give. Like, well, how do they know what the price their service is for? Exactly, too? because they look at other DJs. Mm. Oh, this is what I think I should be doing because they got yeah. the equipment, and that's great. But you got to think about it. That's how I tell people, like with me, you price your own equipment. Mm -hmm. You're going to pay me for what I can do, what I'm doing. I'm going to make sure that your party goes off without a hitch entertainment-wise. Period. So I don't care who fighting, the music is going to be going. Okay. And that's my job is to keep... And that's the thing. I can play a certain song, and I can make everybody slow dance. I can play mm -hmm. a certain song, make everybody get rowdy. So me seeing a fight, that means I have to maybe change the tone a little bit so they can yeah. calm down. Because ain't too many people fighting to Aaliyah, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> right. or, 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 you know, Kurt, Flank, Kurt Franklin, you know, stomp. Like, yeah. you got to kind of, like, respect it. So I tell people all the time, like, know your crowds. Know what you're mm -hmm. getting into. That's part of perfecting the craft is, like, mm -hmm. understanding that, you're going to do a gig where there are going to be adults there, the first part, so you can't play too much dirty music. But then after mm -hmm. the adults leave, aunties and the grannies leave, it's turn up turn time. It up. So knowing that, because some people come in, well, they all adults. It don't matter about it being adults. Yeah. It's respect. Do you curse in front of your grandma? I like that. You know, and that's why I tell people, like, I got gigs right now. I tell them, like, hey, the first part is I literally just did something last weekend, and they were all adults, but they were, I'm just like, yo, Certain songs, I know we're just going to get a little bit of ass, maybe mm -hmm. this and that, but for the most part, it's going to be clean. And she was like, thank you so much. Like, she yeah. didn't even tell me, but I'm just letting her know because I didn't want, you know, you do have those parties where know you go in crowd. and they like, yo, everything is clean. I'm like, well, I didn't know. It was kids here. I didn't know. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, you good. Oh, now we, shit, fuck. <laughs> but initially, respectfully, yeah, I go clean. Yeah. You know, certain crowds, and then once it's like, okay, I don't see no more kids. Okay, I see auntie is going out of girl. Okay, the cousins are twerking. It's tough. Okay, you can read you the can crowd. Turn it up. Read the crowd. Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> read the room. Honey. Okay, they're twerking over there. Yes. They don't want to twerk for an auntie and grandma because. Oh, of course not. But now, okay, her hands are on the floor. Yeah, it's time <laughs> to go. Her hands are on the floor. So um, just all these up and coming DJs, like, I love it. Like, I see it. Mm -hmm. It isn't, it's intimidating because sometimes they water it down for, for the vets. Like, for example, mm. I've been doing gigs, and I get a certain number. But an uh, up-and-coming DJ uh, uh, cut me off and take it for a lower number because they may not be as confident yeah. in their self, and they're taking it. Whereas I set that number for a reason. Yeah. And shout-out to Chris Brito because he is a security expert, and um, he'll set a price. And then they the client may not want it. Like, he, he had a, a whole thing on this, and then the client goes to a different – company or a different mm -hmm. security guard agent and the agent goes down it's like no I already oh, set that price so regardless yeah. to what it is take that price mm -hmm. don't go lower than it because i gave them the bare minimum already now why would you go lower than what they offering y'all <laughs> come on y'all because they're not Simple offering they're not offering because it's like mm. oh well we got this budget yeah see. well well the budget is this but this is what we already thought you know mm -hmm. this is our this is where it starts for what you need yeah. liability wise i tell people like you're taking out speakers like qsc is an expensive dj brand high high-end quality mm. but for one qsc speaker it's like eight hundred dollars for one Oof. that's not even a subwoofer 
See, I don't know all these terms. So y'all. subwoofer is the base. It was a breakdown. Yeah. So me when I DJ, I like to go high mid and the mm-hmm. low end. That's the bass. Boom boom. That's a lot okay. of the bass. Some people go in without bass, but then they have two hundred people there, so you don't feel it. It's like yeah. screaming, like really loud. Yeah. But it's no low end, so it's no bass that to absorb. Sense. The bodies absorb the sound. Mm-hmm. So people go in like I'm only you know I'm taking two speakers, and then it doesn't sound good. And then it's like well, mm-hmm. the client's not happy. So I always tell people, um, when you're going in as a DJ, consult, talk, ask what the client needs. Because you may say you can do a party, but you're not knowing it's a party for 300 people. Yeah. You don't have enough sense. equipment for 300 people. Mm-hmm. So now you set your price low. Now you got to go rent equipment that you don't have, which now you only set your price, Ooh. say you set your price so low that now when you rent equipment, you don't even make no money now. Now you're DJing for free. Okay, now that makes sense. Whereas if you were to consult it first, say, hey, what do you need? Oh, I'm having a party for 250 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you're going to need this, this, and this. Now, this is what your price is based on, and this is the type of equipment you're going to get. This is mm-hmm. the type of setup you're going to have, and this is what it's going to cost. Here goes the invoice for everything you're going to get. You can yeah. go get that same equipment that I'm quoting you for on yes. your own. It may be a little bit more. Or I can go get that equipment because of my relationships, and it can be cheaper. Yes. So yes. now that event where you're getting 300, you can probably get 800 for. Let's go back to invoicing for a uh, second, because I think a lot of people, when they're starting off in business, they don't understand the importance of an invoice too. And if you have your business set up correctly, whatever your business entity is, the S corp, B corp, C corp. LLC, sole proprietor, I can go on and on. On and on. Depending on how you set up your business, and as a DJ, you are the talent. Mm -hmm. So you are the business, and the importance of having an invoice and keeping track of those invoices. So let's talk about that, because I think a lot of people just take, oh, I'm going to just do a cash app. I'm going to just do a Zelle, and they may not understand the importance of having that. um, For me, I set my invoice up to the point where I I don't want to take cash apps. Hello. I hate that. I not and I I know that's what it is. It's the, the the new technology, but I don't even have a cash up on my invoice. You can sell me because I go straight to my bank account where mm-hmm. I can keep a track of it. That's what I really want. Yes. Um. Or you can give me a check or cash. Either way, because I can old just go check. to old check, old school check. And some people laugh like, yeah, my name. Because some people, and it's funny, I had to rearrange my invoice because yeah. people would put EJ the DJ. Mm. on the check and my business is under elijah johnson it's not ej the dj so i had to go change that because i'm like now i got to do a dba because now they put ej the dj i'm doing business as ej the dj when it's not you know so i was telling people like it was crazy because i was getting checks and i wasn't invoicing and then somebody would give me at the end of the year i'm getting these w9s but what is this come on i'm like what is this look Oh, oh yeah, and I had to call like, oh yeah, we're gonna file this under our business. So I gotta, oh I gotta pay. F- mm-hmm. So now let's invoice it. So now we all getting paper. We yep. all got paper trail. Yep. And as a DJ, like I said, I tell up and coming DJs, um, you ain't gotta do it right away. You don't have yep. to worry about having a business right away because you're just yeah. starting. And you may, and it may not be lucrative for you to have a business and you're over here paying yeah, all this money. Not yet. Don't you incorporate know, don't, yet. Don't do it yet. But be prepared to like. And you get to a certain point so that it can be worth it for you. Because some, some people, it's not worth it. Like It, it wouldn't be worth it for a becoming DJ to have a business because if you're not making $1,000, $2,000 a gig, you know, it's no point to, you know, do that. Then you have yeah. to worry about that. So going as your own entity and, you know, you get it right. But at the same time, be ready. Be practicing as a business. Like even, yeah. even if you're not doing it for paperwork, still have an invoice because yeah. that makes sure you get your money. Your contract and invoice. You get your money the right way. And it makes people more confident. Like, okay, Absolutely. I'm not just going to dump this money on him. It and shows that you're a professional. Yeah, I know some professionals that got invoices and <laughs> they're not professional. <laughs> well, I could go there too. Yeah, I know so, a couple. So, but but it, yeah. it makes it, it it makes people a little bit more confident Absolutely. in the work. It's like you know, and I tell people like I do that I do that myself. I write my yeah. own contracts. I go through all my own invoicing. I I do everything myself as EJ. I don't have a big team yet. It's yeah. getting there. Like I said, I have it's people. Like there. I say, Tato. I, I keep reverting back to Tato because man, this dude is really like pours like mm. seriously. And um, he's like, Yo, what do you need? Do this and do this. And he's like, Always oh, giving me some game. And like, and that's why I like about. 
all of my colleagues, like everybody that I deal with, from yeah. Eric to Exhibit to the different production companies, everybody gives me the game. Yeah. And that's why when I can, I give it back because yeah. someone's giving me the game and helping me out. So and if I can help another DJ, yeah. as bad as it's a competition, we are definitely competitors, but we're also brothers and sisters in the same Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. So I always help out up-and-coming DJs. I always help out. If I'm doing production, like I say, shout-out to my homegirl, Maika, mm-hmm. and um, Watch Homie Kwan. Like they put me on my first production, like my first ever production to get me going in the production industry. Wow. And, you know, we go – Fast forward, you know, three years, and I'm on a production set with her working Beyonce videos. Like, Crazy. We went, but I start off doing it for free. Like, don't trip. I got you. I come out, and they still like, no, we'll give you some money for gas. I'm like, because I'm not. I'm like just happy to be a part of it because I know yeah. what it could be. And if you know who Watch Homie Quan is, like, I'm oh, happy definitely. to be a part of some of the stuff that he's doing. Like, I happily did that for free. Yeah. And they put me in situations where it was like making money. Like they put so much money in my pocket without mm-hmm. even trying. And I'm appreciative yeah. of that. So that's why I say like give. Like, Hey, it's your girl Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. Anybody, anything you're doing, anybody, any entrepreneur coming in, don't be afraid to give. Period, yeah. point blank. And I'm not saying give your last, but don't be afraid to help out and give when you can. Yeah. Like, wholeheartedly. Like, if you know you can't do it, say no. But if you can do it without hurting yourself, like, and do yeah, it. And you get so not? much back. And that's where, I'm, where I am right now in my career, in my life. Um, no, I'm not rich. None of us are rich yet. No, not yet. We're but I'm it. wealthy as hell. I'm wealthy as hell. Like, I'm so happy to be able to do what I can do and know that no matter what, I'm the only person that can hold me down. Like, nobody can hold me. Nobody can stop my blessings but me. Yeah. So I do everything I can. So any up-and-coming artist, DJ, actor, anything, don't be afraid to give and know that it's going to take time. Nothing happens overnight. That's a fact. Nothing. And I love that, too, because it's really, to me, it's relationships. Building, like you gotta you build. Just build like some really solid relationships. Even our relationship, we low key started DMs because we talking about music, music. It was and we were music. going back and forth like, oh Ours. no, I know some this music, song. 70s, 80s, and 90s, we and we literally went back and forth and built a relationship from there. We met up and talked about business. We Sit manifested down. this moment literally this together. Moment. You, I mean, I want to give you your flowers because. You were helping me when my little girl wanted to do her business. You was like, yo, try this. We're going to do this type of website and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And you gave me all the game and was, you know, willing to help me do everything. And I tell people, like, it's people like you that we don't give. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure you, you got your price tag. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to your people, <laughs> yeah, the price is the the price is the price, mm-hmm. but that's why I'm not charging you the price, right? Because I know <laughs> you already know. I know what it is, so I'm gonna help you, yeah. So I don't have to charge you the price. Mm-hmm. And I tell people like, it's people that that are of your stature and what you do. It's like, bro. I, and how many times like I need to get my age? I need to get this. I need to do this. Yep. I need to do this. You like EJ? Figure this shit out and let me know when you're ready to sit down <laughs> so we can do it. And I'm like all over the place. So. I'm grateful and appreciative of you and what you do because when I am ready to step yeah. up, like I say, sitting around hearing you, you know, making announcements and it's just like, boom, I got my first six-figure contract, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. like, that means that she can definitely help me with my little three-budget, three-digit budget. You feel me? It ain't the, little, it, man. It, <laughs> it's big. But the thing is, it's like, that makes me more confident yeah. because it's like, I know for a fact she's going to be like, oh, yeah, boom. Yeah. And it's that easy now. I got you. So... Seeing that and it's like, yo, we used to sit down. Like I say, everybody I'm working with behind the scenes and doing certain things with, we manifest. Like we sit and we talk. Mm-hmm. But if I can't sit and dream with you, I dream and broad. I dream Ooh, with my I eyes like open. That. Like I tell like yeah. the homegirl Tierra, <laughs> like the homegirl DJ Tierra, like uh, she does the R&B live. 
or R&B. Ooh. I don't want to say the wrong one. Oh, my God. I think it's R&B Live. But her and Tabari, I asked her, like, do you dream with your eyes open? Mm. And she was like, all the time. like, and, and it's not in a bad way, like, you're sleepy. I'm talking about the yeah. moments, like, when you're in these, like. You're a visionary. We, we're on stage in front of 20,000 people. Yeah. And 10,000 people, five, however many people. But you're there, and it's like, do you, like, sit there and just be like, yeah. wow. So I asked her that, and then she was like, it's all the time. And it's full circle moments. So, uh, I, like I say, I, if I can't dream with you, mm-hmm. it's like, what's the, what, are, what are we here for? Like, I'm yeah. talking about no matter how big or small your dream is like you gotta see something what, what do you see and i talk to my homies like that i talk to my homegirls and a lot of my homies i don't talk to much but when we do talk we we manifest period yeah. what you trying to do what you want to do yeah okay well you're going to do it this yeah. is how we talk and i talk like that everybody because the homie dj head yeah. used to call me this shout out dj head chuck dizzle homegrown radio dj head and salas used to call me ej the celebrity dj Mm. When I was on the Get Down Radio Show, shout out Nene Nice and Pretty Ricky. Um, they used to call me EJ, the celebrity DJ. And I'm like, man, you fucking crazy. You crazy. What do you mean, celebrity? This is 2013. I ain't no celebrity. There ain't no celebrity. <laughs> like, what does that mean? What you mean? <laughs> ain't no celebrity. And now look at me. Yeah. So he really spoke that into me, man. And DJ Head gave me my first book, The Secret. And um, oh. I listened to that. I listened to that book, and that it literally changed my life. And, um, I listened to it. Then he gave me uh, 10X Rule by Grant Cardone and, mm-hmm. like, all these books. And then Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And after that, I just started, like, looking into manifestation. Yeah. And it's just, like, it manifests. So now, like, if you if I'm dealing with you, you got to you gotta believe yes. everything you want to happen can and will happen. Yeah. And it ain't not happening the way you want it to, but it's going to. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling people I'm living proof, like, I wanted to go overseas. Like, I wrote that on a, on a piece of paper. Yeah. I want to DJ abroad. Da, da, da. And a month so later, crazy. I went to Russia. Like, I took people, so I seen that firsthand. Like, it's just like certain jobs, and, and it's not about having money. And I say, I, and it's crazy because I got to change my verbiage about what I say. Mm-hmm. I, I always say I want to be able to just survive and take care of my my family. Yeah. I never asked for a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. And got to be specific. Confidently, I've been able yeah. to take care of my family Absolutely. and everything I need, you know, regardless. I love that. Two, it's the same for me. That changed my life, just changing how I spoke to myself. Because mm-hmm. really, truly, death in life is in the power of your tongue. The things you speak over yourself is so important because that's feeding it to your spirit. Yes, It's like you're literally believing what you say. Your body reacts to it. Your mind reacts to it. And your life starts to move in the mm-hmm. direction that you're speaking. So when I talk to myself, I had to train myself. No, I'm a billionaire. Yes, I'm going to make six figures this year. I'm going to have this connection. I, even my prayer life changed. My meditation yeah. changed, like, to do that as well. And as a man, like, doing that, and how do you see that has changed your life over the course of the past couple of years just by doing that? And have you been helping other people that you know kind of do the same thing? Yeah. Um, just at home, my home life. You know, talk to my mm-hmm. wife. and Yeah. I try to get – because she's like – it got to work. It got to do this, but it it, it got to work, but you got to make it work. Mm. So I tell her, like, you got to change your mindset. She be looking like, nigga. That mindset. <laughs> it's like, she, it's not saying she don't believe it, but she like, the thing is, you got to have the faith. Because it may not be working, it may not there be working know. right now, and then you yeah. revert, your, you got you change. Mm-hmm. So think about if you're on the freeway and you hit traffic, yeah. you don't turn around and go back home because you'll never get to where you were supposed yeah. to go. Come on. So... When certain things are happening, I'm like, yo, chill. Like, it's happening like this because you're mad. But when you calm down, you think about it, it's, you still got to deal with it. So it'd be like, it's Say hard. It and it's hard for somebody that just don't never have to. Like, just always had it. Or, yeah. You know, always just makes it happen. Like, or if it's, quote, unquote, never has went wrong. So it's mm-hmm. like, dang, you never had to see that side. So now if there's something to go wrong, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's like panic mode. Don't change. Do the same thing you've been doing. Yeah. So, um, as a man, like it, it is different because a lot of men, it, we we do have people that are spiritual and, and manifest, but mm-hmm. a lot of men don't understand that. Regardless to how much you manifest, you got to work. Yeah, faith without works is dead, y'all. You got to work. Yeah. So a lot of men be like, oh, I'm praying, I'm doing it, but it's like you're praying for what? 
Yeah, where is it going? Like, you, I can work hard and mm-hmm. not pray and still get more than you doing just praying. Come on now. I believe, my belief is God work when we work. So, and people always under, don't mm-hmm. understand why I'm always trying. I'm doing this. I'm like, I have so many ideas I want to do, but I'm like, I got to wait for the right people. Yeah. Because I don't want to shoot this idea to somebody that's like already going through something, even though whatever they're going through could be over yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. They don't know it. And like we were just talking about off air, it's like overnights. Things can happen like overnight, like literally. Yeah. We're doing this. This interview right here can literally change our life. Yeah. The right person can see and they can say, yo, I want her to host my show. Period. I want this. I want him to come and sit down and talk. I want him to, you know, in his manifestation, yeah. like who was like, there's three cameras in there. Yeah. They got Mike. Who like you don't know? It's like when we go, everybody go. Yeah. We yeah. need our people. Like we we got our first AC already. Like, you know, and that's the thing that people don't understand. Like when you go, it's like be ready to go. Like it can happen. Like I wanted to work with Tyrese, mm-hmm. and shout out to the big homie. Like growing up in Watts, I wanted to work for Tyrese. Like man, that's the homie. Like yeah. I seen him do it. I know I can do it. He called me like, yo, come on, we gotta go now. I was like, oh. Uh, like right now, yeah, girl, get a bag, two weeks. I'm like, but I got EJ. You gotta be, and he, and this is where ready. I learned this. You gotta be ready to go, cause in this industry, it don't wait, and it you don't wait. know when something's gonna come back around mm-hmm. to you. And luckily, I was blessed. I was blessed with the opportunity, multiple opportunities that came mm-hmm. back after that one. Yeah. And then some of them led back to, damn, you know Tyrese? Yeah. How you? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's everybody putting it like, so why are you here? Mm. Because I'm working. Just because yeah. I know big homie don't mean I'm not going to work. Absolutely. Because he worked. Nothing was given to him. There I seen go. that. Nothing was given to my brother. There Nothing was go. given to my brother-in-law that made it. You know, everybody yeah. that, everybody I know that made it, bust their ass. Absolutely. And everybody I'm working with that's made it, bust and still busting their ass. Oh, Exhibit yeah. is one of the hardest working people I know. Right now, hardest workers I know, and mm-hmm. I see it. Eric is one of the. I'm talking about we on a, on a on a bus and he's writing. He's trying to set up studio time in the next city. Oh my god! Before the yeah. show, it's like, how can you not work with people around you with the work ethic like that? Like you, you yeah. gotta want to work. So, it and just he love it too. Loves it. Like yeah. I'd be like, bro, you ain't tired. You want you want to lay down? E? No. E, you can lay down. <laughs> like, <laughs> But he's going, and yeah. but it's it's the satisfaction of the the, the work he put in. Yeah. So it's like if I keep going, it's gonna keep getting better. Yeah. And that's with everything. So and like that's I what say, keeps going. so people like I said, I've been around some great people, and 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 like I say, I put in the work, and just seeing some of the things that are just laying on the table. Like I say, full circle moments. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Like, I love it. Can't ask for more than that, man. How do you keep a balance? Because you got a whole family. Like, how do you keep a balance? Because you're constantly traveling, doing shows. How do you just keep all of that balance? It's the, remember when I said when I come home on the days off? Yeah. When everybody's chilling in the city, mm-hmm. I go home. Mm-hmm. Not because I have to. I choose to. Absolutely. So you got to think about it. When I go home and we have four days off mm-hmm. and I go home and do Uber, I'm not doing Uber 24 hours. Right. So That's now... True. I'm away from the tour with my family. Yeah. Or being in this industry and as blessed as we are to be here and travel and do concerts, we can have our family come at points. Mm-hmm. They can come out. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to be in this city. Come out. Yeah. We're going to be in that city. Come out. Fly out with us. So that's the, the it's easy for me to keep the balance because I know what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I'm here to work. Don't get me wrong. The turnips be fun. Absolutely. But I'll be in the club going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to sleep. And being, I'm looking like... <laughs> But it's I'm I'm there, man. I'm at that point where it's like I know what it is, mm-hmm. and um, just as easy as I got it, it could be taken away. Yeah. So I make sure because if, if, if why you say no more? Guess mm-hmm. what I gotta do? I gotta figure it out. Absolutely. Can't just after she say no and just go out again. Like I don't think I'll be able to come back home. After okay. That. <laughs> gotta make sure I do this <laughs> the right way. So being around Eric and you know. Him and his wife was just like just dope, and then being around Exhibit, and then being around Tato, and everybody have these healthy relationships at points. Everybody go through Ooh, things. Yeah, that's what makes yeah. it for me. Like I said, mm-hmm. because I can't be like 
I can't sit here and complain. I've been in the game. You know, I've been in the game DJing for 20-plus years, but professionally on the road moving four or five years, this ain't nothing. Some people have been traveling for 20 years doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. So I look at that fact, and I say, you know what? It's easier for me because I'm able to go home. Mm-hmm. They make it to the point where if I needed to go, I could. Sometimes it's like you don't have a choice. You got to stay. Mm. So for me to be able to go home because of the, some of the choices I make and say, you know what? I'm not going to the club. I'm, I'm not going to go to the strip club and throw this money. I'm going to take this $200, $300 and go get a flight go home. Period. And that helps with the balance. Like I say, I mean, just you can be in the city all day and can fuck up your house, the balance at home. So... Hello. Don't let that. Don't let me just be. I'm coming home like no, Listen. because you can still come home and, and the, the balance be off. But you gotta want to balance work yeah. because some people can come home and then come home and just be outside all day. That's true. So it doesn't matter. Like you gotta want to have balance. Like mm-hmm. balance doesn't just happen. You gotta want to have the balance. So mm-hmm. that's how I make the balance work. That's how I keep the balance. Like I say, I drive Uber. Yeah. I li- somebody was at the concert. We did the concert in Ontario. Somebody was at the show. I was driving Uber. They got in my car and was like, man, you look so familiar. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not from out here. Ah. You have never seen me. He brought up the video like, bro, you're on Exhibit's page. I know I saw it. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, you were at the concert last night. I'm like, yeah. Bro, what are you doing driving Uber? Not making me. Okay. <laughs> but that was a moment. It was a, it was a feel-good moment mm-hmm. because... He saw my face. And I don't know where Surreal. I don't know where the hell he was sitting yeah. in the stadium to see my little and I'm behind exhibit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for him to see me 20 feet behind exhibit, I don't know. Maybe he recognized, he, he recognized me. And he's he kept saying, You look familiar, bro. And I'm like, man, I hope this nigga don't do nothing crazy in my back seat. Oh. <laughs> I'm praying, I'm silently praying, like, please don't I look familiar. Cause I'm like, what does that mean? Is it a good like mm-hmm. familiar? Is he mad at me? Did mm-hmm. I I do so many jobs. Like, I was doing security. I kicked this dude out of a building or something. Like, I don't know. And he's like, fuck, you were at the concert last night with with Be Real and everyone. I'm like, look, you're on exhibit page. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's me? Yeah, I DJ. (laughs) And then it was like, there was a surreal moment because I see so many people that I know, like, Mm -hmm. the homie, uh, not going, I'm trying to say it the right way, but um, Luck, because his name is Bad Luck, but Luck. And um, from Diamond Lane, it's like seeing him say he do Uber and he do this and he do that, and it's like growing up listening to him in problem. It's like damn, he, yeah. But it's it's not it's not an ego thing. It's like you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah. And it humbles you, like yeah, you know, I was over there, but I could be stuck. Yeah, definitely. I could be stuck doing Uber. Like it could have been bad. It could have been to the point where I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I gotta do Uber or I don't eat. Yeah. Whereas I'm choosing to do Uber so I can get somebody a ride in a good car, a good looking car, and make you know change their energy, and make them feel good. Yeah, definitely. And another thing is, you know, in addition to that, you are so much a family man, and you also are a foster parent. Yes, foster parent. Let's talk about that a little bit, cause I remember you went viral for this little yeah, boy, Daniel, Daniel <laughs> little Papa. He is man. so cute. Oh man, Daniel, he was laughing. We went viral. Went, on the shade room, yeah, like four million views. So that was crazy, cute. but um, it was just something I was around. Like I say, growing up, my mom took people in, mm-hmm. um, my mother-in-law took people in, and she, you know, she fostered and adopted. It was just in us, you know. And yeah. um, once once wife said, "Hey, I want to do this," I was like, "You sure?" She's like, "Yep, there's no question." We set up the house. We had a daycare, and once COVID hit, we closed it down. You know, the politics with that mm-hmm. black family in the hood and all that. So we closed the daycare down, but after COVID lifted up, well, actually not after COVID lifted because we got our first baby during COVID. We got Daniel mm-hmm. March 8th, 2020, and oh, then we wow. closed down March 13th. So wow. we got him literally right before the close, the, the shutdown for COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, during that shutdown, we had to close the daycare completely because we wasn't taking in kids and we didn't want to have to keep paying taxes on a business that wasn't generating any revenue so yeah. close the you know daycare down but she wanted to do it and um i'll back her 100 like she backs me um it's not even about money and i mm-hmm. tell people like when you're backing somebody sometimes it's not about money it's just being be there help me put up flyers help me do this like because that stuff will you know go Makes further than you, it, it goes further than you know so she said she wanted to do it and i said okay and um 
we, you know, we set the age limit to what we wanted, you know, what we're going to take in, and we understand what comes with those age limits. Yeah. Bringing in, we're bringing in babies. Like, Daniel, we got it two months. Oh, my God. And um, he went back home at, a, you know, uh, about 13 months, like that, something mm-hmm. like that, 14 months. And then the second baby we got, Fallon, we got him four days out of NICU. Oh, wow. He was four days old. Like, can fit in my oh hand. My like, God. he can fit here. And I, I just put a picture up on my Instagram, and he's walking and talking and running. So yeah, I tell people, like, so it's an attachment, but you got to realize once you create certain bonds, like, people, like, oh, I don't, that's like saying, I don't want to have a best friend because they're going to leave me eventually. Mm. No, that that bond never ends. Like, yeah. sad to say that, that Fallon's mom died when he was two months old. Oh. So, yeah. um, his only mom he knows is my wife, Quita. It's like that's yeah. his mom. And yeah. we see him. We take him in. We get him on the weekends to help relieve the dad when he needs some help mm-hmm. because that's what we were there for. We were there to help him. And the dad made sure we, he, he, we understood that. Like yeah. he gave us so much praise. Like, thank you, God. And it's like you don't got to thank us for doing mm-hmm. this. This is what we wanted to do. You, you know, it's not your fault for, you know, us having to help you. Yeah. And we helped him, and it went so far, and now we see him when we want to see him. We see him. And wow. and they're great right now. Like I say, he has a mom. Mm-hmm. It's just not his biological mom, but he has a mom. And yeah. he has two fathers. And he has two grandmothers. And he mm-hmm. has two everything now because our family is his family. Like, he comes over and they're like, Takes a village. where's Fallon? And it's like, hey, I'm here too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, But um, with the fostering, like I say, we, we do it for a reason. If we can't, if yeah. that reason isn't there and it doesn't work, we won't keep the kids. Yeah. We'll have the kids go back because initially we're there to help yeah. if we can't help the kids what's the point yeah, it's not for the money it's it's for the help like i say so we had some kids that we couldn't help we sent them back so it's not we don't want it to grow and then p- kids can feel you yeah. know they can feel when you're not genuine yeah and we don't fact. want that we don't want that at all so we send them back we can't help them. we send them back and we ask them like you know hey we can't help is it another home that can probably help them better than we can mm-hmm. and we and we do that we're vocal so it's like you know it's always um a, a goodwill behind it. It's never like uh, ill intent. So yeah. people they laugh at us and they say, "Yo, you you serious? Yeah, mm-hmm. real tatted up foster parent. Like I'm gonna be <laughs> right. a grand, I'm gonna be a tatted up grandpa with a gray beard in about yep. a year. Hopefully, I'm <laughs> not a year. I want I want that. I want that. You do not need no gray beard. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get my Ron Isley on. Hey, I Just see Ron came too. Here to chill. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it. You have done so much. And also, too, just with young men. Like, we talked about that, too, about, like, speaking engagements and being in the community, Um, just being a role model to a lot of young men. Like, what advice would you give young black men who are trying to find themselves and are creative? Um, The biggest one I would say like just off the bat for any young black creative anything um coming out as a man is don't be afraid to stand up mm. and i say that because there's going to be situations where you want to speak yeah. and it's it may come off as disrespectful it may come off as rude but when you do it with with no malice intent like when you have no bad intent behind it yeah it can't be what people mm-hmm. per- perceive it to be that's a fact. So I tell people all the time because they'll come into something and say, oh, well, I let them do it because it's like, no, don't let them do anything because they're not going to let you do it. Yeah. Stand up. Like, and when you stand up, that creates dialogue. Yeah. Now you now you take advantage of that dialogue because now you can speak mm-hmm. for yourself. You should be able to, if you're coming into something, you should already do your, your recon, your, your review on it so you already have information so when people ask you about it you can speak knowledgeably about it and yeah. sound like you know what you're talking about even if you don't I love it so being able to stand up and then being able to you know project and speak about it is mm-hmm. one of the biggest things you got that confidence that's mm-hmm. that's it and um just knowing that like i say it always goes back to it's not gonna happen overnight yeah you got to realize that so you got to be able to speak and you got to be able to speak over and over yeah. And over yeah. and over because you may get one no, two no's, three no's. And every time you go into that door, you got to do the same thing over, over and, and over. over. So you got to be able to do it and not get mad. You know, yeah. that's part of standing up and, you know, being a man is understanding yeah. that you're not going to get yeses all the time. 
Yeah, it's a lot of no's out here in these streets. Man. I've had so many no's, but the yes feel real good. I'm, I'm going to take, yep. take this one. So I thank you so much for coming on the show. Like thank It's you. just been a pleasure thank talking you to you. Me. We can literally it. talk all day and night, yeah. man, because it's so much that we have to catch up on, yeah. too. But how can the people follow you on social media? How can they connect with you? And what's next for EJ uh, to DJ? Well... You can follow me on Instagram at Sago EJ, S-A-Y-G-O-E-J. Um, and that's Twitter, Facebook, all of the, anything you got. Uh, my family, it's a lot of family on Facebook. So. <laughs> Aunties be on there like, nephew, right. you're doing so good. I'll be like, thank you, auntie. And he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but next, um, it just got pushed back, but I was supposed to go to Africa this week, South Africa, with an artist named Dax. Shout out to Brittany, a uh, billionaire. She brought me on to go work with Dax in uh, South Africa. So um, we had to push some dates back, but that's the next out outing I'm having. Outside of that, um, I've been gone for a few months, so now I'm just getting my bearings back at home to yeah. reach out to people and um, get stuff going. Sunday, I am DJing in Long Beach for Thick LA Entertainment. It's a, a day party. It's going Ooh. down Sunday. That's gonna be fun. We outside. I know that we so, outside. We outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, to follow Keys of the Culture podcast at Keys of the Culture podcast on all social platforms. Listen to us. Listen to the podcast on everywhere that podcasts are played. Visit our website, keystothecultureproducast.com. You can follow me at I am Myesha. Thank you for so much for joining us today to join EJ the DJ. And we had a good time. You learned a lot about DJing and the journey he took. But I want to learn more about y'all. So make sure y'all share, comment, and talk to us in those comments on social media because we want to know what you think. Thank you so much for visiting us today. So we'll see you soon. Bye, friends.